we typically live five years longer than our retirement. You know, within five years, most cops are dead That's of their retirement. I don't want to be that guy, right? Hey, folks, welcome back to the squad room. This is episode two, which is really just an extension of episode one. It's the same conversation I had with Traver. Uh, we broke it up because it went a little long. It was a, very interesting to me and uh, a good conversation that I think a lot of people can relate to. Uh, we just wanted to break it up so that it wasn't quite so cumbersome to listen to. In this episode, we talk about uh, what some of my goals are, uh, what some of my challenges are, and I think you'll be able to relate as a law enforcement officer so to some of the issues that I'm dealing with, and they're the same issues you're dealing with. Hopefully, we can uh, come to some common ground. You'll hear Traver ask me about my whys, and, and, and he gives me my initial set of projects, and we move on from there. If you want to know how to support the show, go to thesquadroom.net. You can check out our blog that is associated with this episode. You'll see show notes for this episode and links to products that we talk about or items or people uh, that will try to give you as much information as we can. Now, I'll say it's definitely a work in progress, so please bear with us. If you want to know how to support the show, go to iTunes and uh, subscribe to the podcast there or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts from. And you can also uh, be super helpful to, if you like what you hear or don't like what you hear, leave us a review. Tell us what you like or what you don't like and uh, let us know what uh, what you think. If you feel compelled to leave a, a five-star review that really helps the show out it helps spread the word and it helps itunes see that people are really getting something out of the show it helps broaden our reach and it gives us access to more people within the podcasting listener world all right so let's uh get back with traver and uh let's carry on stay safe uh you sent me a questionnaire yeah and um let's go through it okay so my standard questionnaire, uh, we don't have to go through all the, the sort of numerical stuff where I ask your height, weight, et cetera, unless you want to. Actually, that's probably a good, sure. good thing to add into. Um, all right, let's do it. So I'm 6'2". Yep. Uh, and as of this morning, I'm 270 pounds. Okay. And we don't know your body fat, correct? No. Okay. I The last time I had it chest, tested, which was before uh, the last 20 or 30 pounds, I was a what are they 31 or 32 so certainly it's okay. it's probably in that same range a little heavier okay you know and, and we are looking at your weight but you know, weight is not my end-all be-all and we'll get into some of the more global factors about this is about a number of a number of things mm-hmm. and a number of factors and, and weight's one of them but weight isn't the most important weight is usually the one that people look at and go damn it if i could just get to 265 i'll be happy Damn it, if I could just get to 245 or whatever this arbitrary goal is that they've set. Right. But as you know, it's very easy to get there and then let it slip back. Mm-hmm. Getting to that point oftentimes for even weight loss clients is scary because all of a sudden they'll get to that point and go, huh, I don't feel any better. I look different. My clothes are different. But me as a person, I thought I would have this epiphany. I thought I would have this transformation. And, and here I am. There's just less of me. And I don't feel a lot better. So let's just put a little asterisk by weight. Also sure. for men that we're not going to keep you at 270, but you could look a lot different at 270 and still be 270. Right. And that's not, even though that's not our goal for your work. Uh, blood work was done nine months ago and significant health issues. You do have hypothyroidism and the T12 compression fracture. Right. And, and the, because of that, 
hypothyroidism is why I often have, I have pretty regular blood work done. Okay. And I have another coming up in a week that we'll share at a later date. Excellent. Um, and it's something that I've, uh, <coughs> excuse me, I've kind of taken a curiosity to. And one of the, one of the, one of the few perks I have is that we can, I can get free blood work through my work. Oh, through my employer. Um, is that common for law enforcement? No, I don't okay. think it is. No, but okay. it's something I take advantage of and I try to get a, you know, blood work is only a snapshot, but right. I try to get a snapshot done a couple times a year Excellent. and just see where I'm at. Cause I, I have a family history of heart disease and cardiovascular disease. And, uh, I'm very mindful of that as I get a little older too. And as my parents get older. So, and, and nowadays it's really, uh, really convenient where, you know, the companies like wellness FX, where you can actually go send your blood work out and, and bypass uh, your medical doctor. Not that mm-hmm. you need to bypass your medical doctor, but if you want the information that categorized and and held for you, companies like that are absolutely fabulous, and it's not that much money to get a really good snapshot on a lot of levels, not just blood work, but hormone levels, etc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I wanted you to do was list the top three health, fitness, wellness goals that you'd like to achieve in the next three months. And one of the ways I like to work with people is in three-month increments, Yes, we know where you may want to be in five years, but that's it's too far out to conceptualize. Three months we can deal with. 90 days, it's a quarter. Mm-hmm. We, we know we can work on it. And uh, I'll read them off. So your first one was to create the habit of working out at least four times a week, which is fantastic. Working out will quantify later. Create a habit of five to 10 minutes daily mental wellness, meditation, mindfulness, a practice of that, which I think is almost, if not, more important than the working out and we'll get to that later and get to my get my diet right detox and create a habit of meal planning or prep so really really solid goals really easily understandable goals not i want to feel better not i want to look better um definitely stuff that's quantifiable and and for good reason well and and like you touched on i don't want i didn't want to write down lose 20 pounds by three months from now right because like you said that that may lead to other unintended issues and I also know that that's kind of like you said arbitrary and a lot of this is about the long-term end game of creating habits that if I can create these habits in the next three months come our next three months right months three through six um, I feel like I'm going to be raring to go with some of those more specific actionable uh, you know different goals absolutely this is this, what we're doing right now and, and, and we'll put it in a, a metaphor an analogy that people can think of Think of someone chipping away at a giant stone. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a Roman analogy. I'm just stealing it from somewhere. And every time the hammer hits the stone, you don't see anything. You don't see anything over and over and over. But what's happening is the stone is chipping away from the inside mm-hmm. and cracking from the inside. And so for the first month, you may feel a little bit better, but you may not see the results you're looking for, which is why I hate using weight numbers as opposed to just stick with the process. And if you can get these fundamentals down, not only get them as a daily part of your life, but eventually to the point that you can't live without them, where four times a week is not a goal. Four times a week is so you don't lose your sanity. Mm-hmm. And you're going four times a week, come hell or high water. You're, you're, you're setting your life up so that you are getting to the gym four days a week as opposed to letting anything get in your way. Right. If that makes sense. It's a flop. Or Absolutely. A flip. And creating, frankly, creating that expectation in the people I'm with that yes. this is what I need to do right. for multiple reasons. And trying to create that new lifestyle that allows that, um, while still having a functioning marriage and oh, yeah. you know getting my kids to and from school course, and getting to work and all that. So, um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of uh, 
a lot of these discussions that kind of have to go on. Let's have you read the next one. So the next question I asked, and, and this is what we're going to really hammer on today, is please tell me why these are important to you. Um, yeah, no, I, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I, mean, I wrote down that, I mean, to rephrase it is, I want to get strong, I want to get lean, and I want to get my mind right. Yep. And it seems like all three of those from, uh, from what I've learned so far and at my age, those are all tied into each other, right? Definitely. Um, more and more as I get older, I realize how much getting the mind right oh, yeah. has an immense impact on the rest of it. Absolutely. And a good mental day, uh, let me rephrase, a, a good day in the gym is nothing if you don't have a good mental day. Absolutely. Right? So that's really a lot of my focus there. Um I want to create these habits so that I can find ways to um, continue and and work through some of the adversity that's just kind of natural with <laughs> being alive. Yeah. And not um, only being alive, but being a father, being a husband, and being a law enforcement officer. Yes, which right. Is a, a ton of factors. So you add. A, there's always. I mean, I, I always. Uh, everybody's got a challenge in their right. life, right? Everybody's. I mean, we're not the only ones who work shift work. I mean, there's right. hundreds and thousands of people out there who work shift work. Um, this isn't uh, to take away from their challenges either, but there are some unique ones that are to law enforcement, Definitely. you know, the increased cortisol and stress. And Absolutely. The, uh, the fact that we have a lifespan that we typically live five years longer than our retirement you know, within five years, most cops are dead that's of their retirement. I don't want to be that guy, no, right? That's None of us want to be that guy. Yeah. So this, this is, uh, this is that process of trying to get those habits in place so that I can have a, a good and happy life. Um, so yeah, I think, um, those three are all, I mean, get strong and get lean though. That's just being in shape. Right. But I don't want to, I don't want to be a bulky guy. I don't right. want to be a power lifter looking guy. Right. Um, I might be able to pass for that now, but that's not what I want. Um, I want to get lean, because I want to be able to move. Absolutely. Right? Uh, Mobility is important for me, especially with the back issues. Right. Being able to move is very important, and I just want to be at a good weight where I can move and I can function and I can get a good extension of my shoulders and I'm not uh, getting pinched, you know, trying to do things like uh, pick up my kids. Right. Right? Or um, squats, like just an air squat. I was was doing an air squat this morning, and um, my hips are so tight, and I know it's because of the gun belt, right? right. That that belt that's getting cinched around my hips. I got to work through a lot of those things, right? Um, and then get strong is just I want to be able to I want to be strong so that I can toss my kids in the air and Absolutely. and keep up with them. They're at an age where it's that's not an easy thing to do. It's not easy to keep up with them, and if you add, you know poor sleep and uh, coming off a night shift, and then then it really becomes a challenge to just frankly be present yeah right? and then your mind gets involved and all of a sudden your mind starts to chip away at all the things because you're not strong and you're not lean and all those things and then all right. of a sudden you kind of can you can fall down that hill right pretty quickly yeah um and you know there's a lot of work applications to it too uh, there's there's plenty of studies that show for you know they've, they've interviewed people who have assaulted cops after the fact and they interviewed them and say why did you choose to assault them or why did you choose not to assault them right and uh their physical fitness of the officer is a huge part of that. Oh, wow. There are plenty of guys who said, I knew I could take him. Oh. I mean, I looked at him. His yeah. his gut was hanging over his Sam Brown. Right. 
He wasn't motivated. He was sweaty and clammy. I knew I could take him. Right. Or, you know, less uh, adversarial, but same. I knew he wouldn't catch me. Right. Right. Um, I don't want to be the guy that I have a parolee sitting on the curb and he's looking me up and down going, yeah, I could take him. Yeah. You know, because you don't want to be in that spot. And that's unacceptable. All of us who've uh, been in those fights know that you never want to do it again. Right. You know, you have one and you're done. You don't, you're like, okay, that's it. I'm done. I don't need it. I I got that one off my list. Check. Right. Right. Don't need to do that again. Um, You want the, you know, your, your command presence, as we call it, and your voice and your demeanor does a lot. But um, it's uh, it's sort of like, uh, you know, if if you don't walk the walk, mm-hmm. it's hard to talk the talk mm-hmm. behind it because they'll catch up. They'll they'll call you on your bullshit. Right. If you have good command presence, but you don't have the physical fitness to back it up. Right. And I don't want to get called on that. Right. Excellent. So one of the words we're going to play with throughout your journey on this is congruity. And, and that's not just get my mind right, but that's every way you live supports this higher being, this, this highest version of you. So congruity is a great way. It's a great filter that you now from this day on are going to run actions through. Do I want to come home and have that beer before I go to bed? Well, is that congruent with me being the most, the fittest, strongest, most command present, for lack of a better term, officer, father, husband, etc.? down the list is it no it's not okay i'm not going to do that so there's a lot more than just creating habits that's going to happen here because habits are still dependent upon some of the Mm day-to-day you know having a really shitty day leads to not following through on the habits right but congruency that deeper sense of no this is who i am this isn't it doesn't matter if it's raining out i'm going to going to the gym it doesn't matter if i've had a crappy day i am i am a person that goes to the gym i am that individual right and even if it's a fake it till you make it you you it's in there and we just have to bring that out and get that version of you to stand front and center and go holy crap man that's the version of you that looked at the guy on the tv and said that's not me Mm -hmm. it's not just the physical presence but it's what's underneath that right so that's a big part of what we're going to be uh we're going to be manipulating and playing with because once you get congruent then a lot of things fall in line and yes, you do have X factors. You have children. You have a wife. You have a job that at any moment can go from zero to 120, and then you need to go back to zero, and you can't control that. But there's a lot of a lot of factors in a lot of people's lives that they can't control, yet congruency is going to be the one thing that holds their center when all around them is complete chaos. And go, mm-hmm. well, this is who I am. You know, there are There are levels of congruency right now in you that we could bring up that that are could be habit based for other people. There are people that have to make the daily habit to not do cocaine. Yet if <laughs> right. I put an eight ball of cocaine on this table and said, Hey Garrett, I want you to do that. You said that there's nothing you can do to make me do that. There's literally, you can put a gun to the back of my head. I'm not going to do that because it's not who I am. Yet there are people who look at working out the same way. Like I will not skip my workout. Mm-hmm. I will not eat that crappy food. I will not, not meditate. I bet you Mark divine, probably the most congruent, just from hearing him talk yeah. and seeing him, I don't know the man, but there is congruency in everything he does. Absolutely. I don't believe he wavers like, oh shit, should I do that? No, it's, it's either <laughs> a yes or no. Um, so let's move on through the, the questionnaire. It says, please tell me three areas of your life that you believe are suffering due to your current health situation. And this I use just as a way for people to, to figure out that A, you know, figure out where exactly am I and why am I suffering and, and what is actually suffering around me? What are mm-hmm. the unattended consequences, again, of, of you being out of shape? 
of you not being the best version of you? Where does this suffer in your day-to-day life? We can look at this on a sort of spiritual above our heads manner of, oh, I'm not living my highest purpose. Well, you know, you, you get up in the morning and your feet come down here on earth. Right. And so let's <laughs> go through that. What are, right. what are the three areas that you believe are so suffering? The first one I rec- or first one I pointed out was uh, relationships. Okay. And um, I think going again back to the, just that simple idea of not being uh, completely healthy, uh, a little heavy. Uh, I'm exhausted and I'm okay. distracted. I think those are the words I put down. Yep. Um, but I notice, you know, I notice the negative ill effects of that too. You know, I, I my temper is shorter with my kids. Right. Um, I tend to be a, a bit more self-centered and um, lacking empathy and sympathy even for my kids. Right. Uh, or for my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, I am ab- more able to go down that rabbit hole of, you know, woe is me. Okay. Um you know, I have a hard time sometimes playing with my kids due to nagging injuries. Um, this last week being a good example, right? Um, and something that hasn't happened in a while, but I had a, I had some wicked back spasms this week that not only prevented me from getting to the gym, but prevented me from doing anything of uh, real effort with my kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't take them out for uh, bike rides or yeah. you know, help them walk the dog or any of yeah. those things uh, because uh, I had this spasm in my back that I couldn't get rid of. And that spasm is, you know, part work related from that way, but it predates work in some ways too. And, yeah. um, but I noticed that those spasms really only come on when I'm out of, out of optimal shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was telling about that this week was my daughter on Tuesday called, she, she went to the nurse's office at her, at her school mm-hmm. complaining of a back spasm and how oh. she couldn't work. She couldn't do her work because she had a back spasm. Right. And she doesn't have a back spasm. You know, she, <laughs> she, but but she internalizes. She it was telling because she saw me and me making excuses for why I couldn't do things. Right. And she used it. Right. She she's smart and she said, "Oh yeah. well, if Dad can't do that because he's got a back spasm and I don't want to go do my math." Right. <laughs> oh, my back. Right. She's brilliant. This is good. She's a smart kid. Yeah, you know? like equally parts proud yeah, and she's upset. She's full of shit, but she's a smart kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the second one I put down was was work. Uh, you know, I mentioned the extra weight, and it kind of adds to, or or takes away from my ability to respond to certain situations, and that I'm more likely to be attacked. Um, but I, you know, I'm also, I'm a patrol sergeant, right? Um, well, I should say I'm a sergeant who is on patrol. Right? Okay. So I'm in charge of a group of between five to seven guys, okay. uh, depending on my station that I'm assigned to. And um, I'm expected to be the leader. Right. And I am the de facto leader by rank. I mean, they have to do what I say. Right. That's, but that's not how you want to run a, run yeah. a group, right? Is, is, the, is that formal, right. vindict, not vindictive, but uh, the formal, uh, just you must do this because of who I am. Right. That's, and that's not who I want to be. That's and I, not and, leadership. It's not leadership, right? So the idea is that you're the, you, you want to be a leader, and right. you want to um, function the way that you want your guys to function, and you want them, of course, to be in the best shape and in the best health so that they can do their jobs correctly. But it's kind of hard for me to lecture about some of those things if I myself am not right. walking that walk and, and doing those things. You know, right. I'm very much trying to lead from the front and be engaged, uh, but it all comes back down to my credibility. Right. You know, I can't be credible with them lecturing them about eating McDonald's at 2 a.m. because everything else is closed if I myself am sneaking McDonald's at 2 a.m. because everything else right. is closed, right? right? right. 
Well, that's not going to happen again. No. Ever. No. <laughs> No, uh, no, no, no. Yeah. No. There's yeah, multiple reasons not to eat at McDonald's <laughs> at 2 a.m. <laughs> um, and then uh, the third one I put down was my, my attitude. Okay. You know, I think I'm uh, typically an, an optimistic person. I, I have a positive outlook, but I definitely, going back to childhood, my mood and behavior is directly affected by my energy levels. Okay. And I can't fake it. I get grumpy and I get tired and I get short tempered, as I mentioned. Um, I mean, I put down here argumentative and pessimistic and judgmental. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) And that's not who you are. Right. Right. And I, and I can sometimes if I'm cognizant enough, I can stop and pause and think, okay, why is, why am I being a dick? (laughs) And that again, kind of goes back to the other work one. Like that's not how I want to be. That's not who I want to be as a husband. Right. It's not how I want to be as a, as a supervisor or it's not how I want to be as a friend. Right. right? So those are the three things that I think I expect to change the most. Excellent. You know, let's chat real quick again about congruency. So I think you've got a core issue and then the consequences of that core issue. So the core issue of exhausted, distracted, short tempered, self-centered, lacking empathy and sympathy these to me are far less about the weight and far more about the fact that you as a human being, you as a man, you as a husband, you as a father, you as a, someone who has chosen not only a very noble profession, but a, a, a very ups, the highest upstanding profession is living out of congruency of that. Mm-hmm. That when you are going to be your highest self and you are demonstrating to yourself over and over and over, hey, man, I'm looking in the mirror. I'm looking right in your fucking eyes. I'm the guy that got up and went to the gym this morning. I'm the guy that cooked all the right food. I'm the guy that meditated. Then the weight is going to be less of the significant factor. Mm-hmm. The energy is going to be less of the significant factor. And what's more going to be there is you knowing that you are living at your highest potential and and your true potential. And that, I think, will have far more of an effect on this mood mm-hmm. than, yes, the, the weight's a pain in the ass. Yes, feeling like shit sucks for everybody. But again, when we get you back to who you are in the middle, and that is just the strongest version of you that you can ever imagine, and then you're putting all these little pieces in that support that, yeah. that's when shit really takes off. And that's when a lot of this stuff just drops to the wayside, mm-hmm. where even on the days when you're, you're feeling not your best because you had some jackass run from you or whatever you guys have to put up with the nonsense day in and day out, it's going to have far less of an effect on you as a person because you as a person are whole. Where right now all these people and all these situations are just holding mirrors up to you going, wow, man, you're not in congruency. You're not, your integrity is not in alignment. Mm-hmm. You wear a uniform of a warrior, but yet your life in the background isn't, isn't that way. Right. And so it's it's almost a, a twofold effect, and, and I really don't want to focus on the as much on the outer effect mm-hmm. as really the inner effect. What is going on in you? How does this make you feel, as opposed to how does this make you act? Yeah, two different two different thoughts. How you when you get when we get how you feel in a line, I'm telling you the actions will fall into place. You know, I think uh, you you just remind me of of. A, of the process that even got me into law enforcement in the first place. And I was listening to a podcast between Joe DeSena and Zach Evanesh. If you know, Joe DeSena is the guy who started the founded the Spartan race. Yeah. Um, and wildly successful guy before that, but he started the, the Spartan race and he's got a podcast called Spartan up. It's very good. And he was interviewing Zach Evanesh who uh, runs a couple strength gyms on the East coast. Yep. And I don't know much about, 
him, Zach, but he's a pretty dynamic kind of guy. Yeah. And, but he was uh, he was saying in this podcast that you got to have your beliefs and your values uh, at the same level, right? Yeah. So you might believe, uh, or rather, you might value your health and 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 your fitness, but you believe it's okay to go home and have a beer every night. Right. And those are out of whack. Right. And that one struck me because that's the, I think that's the example he used and went, yeah, that kind of sounds like me. Yeah. Um, and you got to get those in alignment, like you were just saying. And it reminds me of when I was, uh, before I was a cop, um, I've told you a little bit about this before, but I was working in the music industry yep. and I was in LA and, um, was doing that whole thing that in your mid twenties is a pretty bitching job to have. Right. But I wasn't in alignment with who I was. Right. Right. I was, I was this person outside of myself functioning in a, with a, with a group that I wasn't not always comfortable with. Um, but that wasn't, wasn't me. Mm-hmm. There were things that go with those positions sometimes that, that weren't me. Mm-hmm. And I, I never felt comfortable in my own skin in that industry and in that environment. And I was in it for a long time, but ten years, right? And right. I, but, but eventually had to face the fact that I wasn't comfortable being that person. Right. I didn't want to be the person that I saw others in that industry being, or that uh, the person who might make uh, compromises to achieve some success um, at the expense of their own, you know, moral centeredness i yeah. guess you could say their so, soul their soul and there's a lot of good people in the industry too Absolutely. by the way so and i worked with a lot of them but i saw and felt this constant itch that this isn't this isn't you and this isn't where you are you need to find what is you yeah and it was a long process but eventually found it in law enforcement and once that once i found that fit it clicked right Excellent. and i was now in line my me as a person was in line with my values and my beliefs and they were all consistent and congruent excellent so i definitely identify with these ideas you're saying of congruency i've felt it before and i know what i know what that feels like yeah and i can definitely i can definitely see what you're saying about that yeah and it's it's boiling the frog to get away from it you know it's very little by little it's not usually one day people wake up and then go oh wow i'm gonna live completely out of congruency it just happens slowly and slowly, and then all of a sudden you look back and go, "Wow, I am out of alignment here." Or, right. s- or something big happens, you know, in a car accident, uh, you lose your job, you have a, a spouse leave you, or, you, or, or a, a life-threatening illness. Um, but it doesn't need to. Fortunately, we can catch ourselves just by, like you said, looking in the mirror or having some rock-bottom moments and going, "Oh, wow, this is not how I want to live." Yeah. Um, and then it's just it's both addressing the tasks the day-to-day habits mm-hmm. and what's underneath them to get you back. And, and that's what we're going to do. Okay. <clears throat> so let's talk. Um, I then ask, please describe in detail how you will feel once these areas are affected by a positive health situation. Cause we need to know what B looks like and we need to know what B feels like, not just, okay, so you've lost 50 pounds. Great. How do you feel? Mm-hmm. That's how we humans identify. We got to know how we're going to feel and, and what are the unintended consequences of feeling better. So, Please read that if you would. Um, right. Like, so I write in here, I've, I've experienced this before. And like I mentioned, um, I've, I've had success with some of these before. Um, and then um, the story I just told about becoming a law enforcement too, it kind of get, gives me a background in, in, in knowing that what you're telling me is the truth. Yeah. Right. And I, um, 
I know that I'll feel confident and self-assured. I, that feeling of strength, I, I, that's not, I mean, it's definitely not just a guy thing, but I think it's, it's a crucial for all guys, men, yeah. to be able to feel strong, right? Absolutely. You can see people, if you just, I like to people watch, and naturally I'm kind of an observant, paranoid kind of guy as yeah, it is. of course. But you can watch people and you'll see who thinks they're strong and who thinks they're not or who thinks they're weak, right? right. And just like I was saying about the parolee who is evaluating us and if he can take us or not, and he's evaluating if we're strong or weak, People do that in life, yeah. you know, with everything, right. um, with, uh, you know, romantic partners, with business partners, with interactions on the street. Right. Uh, but just watching people, you go down to the mall and you watch people, you'll, you'll know who thinks they're strong and who thinks they're weak. Definitely. And definitely want to be one of those people who projects that they're, they're, they're strong because you, I just know, I just know that you feel better when you feel strong, right? Yep. When you feel capable, when I can pick up my kids from, uh, from a squatting position with a, with a proper back and, and I can carry the grocery bags too. That goes so much to the role of being the man in the relationship, right? Being mm-hmm. the strong one. Uh, you want to feel like you can, um, fulfill that role, yep. you know, being, being the protector, right? It's hard to feel like you can be the protector if your kids can sprint away from you and you can't mm-hmm. keep up. Very true. Right. So, um, let me jump in on that yeah. too and say that I think it's important for everybody, not just men, that women no, too, yeah, yeah. you know, strength, uh, I hope no one else has said this, but I think it's my own quote that fortune favors the bold, but strength favors us all. And I teach a lot of women's self-defense classes. And the one thing that we try to instill mm-hmm. over and over and over and over is how you carry yourself is how the world sees you. Yes. And how you carry yourself is also how you're going to eventually see you. Mm-hmm. And so we'll have these 16, 17, 15 year old girls say, well, what about this move? What about that move? So that's far less important than the fact that you're willing to throw anything out there because strength is such a big component to that. And this is going to go to not only your female listeners, but your male listeners, but strength is, is our right. Strength is something as human beings, we deserve every single person will feel better if they're stronger mm-hmm. about how they wake up in the morning, how they sleep, every relationship they're in, as you said, every, right. every possible interaction is enhanced by strength, but please carry on. No, no. Yeah. You're absolutely right. This is not exclusive to, to men. Um, I guess I'm, I was just getting at that, that societal role that we feel like we sometimes are obligated to play. Yeah. Um, you can't fulfill that if you're not strong, but absolutely women, um, it's as important to be strong and, um, you're right about how you carry yourself is, is how the world perceives you. Absolutely. Uh, so I, well, that's, I think that's it for that question of, of how I feel, how I know I'm going to feel. I just, uh, and, and it's almost a, it's almost a hard question to answer because, you know, taking this somewhat from the bottom of my fitness level, it's like nothing but up. Yep. All good things, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's important. You know, my old coach, Andy Petronic, would say, your goals have to be 50% believable. So if I tell you that tomorrow, you know, I want to become a billionaire in the next year, well, that will be fabulous. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll be doing this from, from my yacht. But 50% believable, that's not there. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to make the NBA next year. I'll be honest with you. But I can improve my jump shot, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go on. Please, uh, the next question I asked was, please, li- please list three actions that you are willing to do to achieve your goals, three things that you're willing to do towards your own goals. So part of this little experiment here is, is putting everything out there for, uh, 
for some accountability, bravely. right? I mean, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, bravely. maybe dangerously. Bravely, we'll find <laughs> out. Say bravely. Um, you know, I've, I've had, I've had some good success in the past with that idea of, you know, if you, if you're going to go on a, on a challenge, a, a dieting challenge or a workout challenge, tell as many people as you can. Yeah. Cause then you'll look like an ass if you don't finish. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's worked, you know? Yeah. Um, so I thought again, in, uh, in addition to figuring that other people might need this information as well, let's just double down and throw it yeah. all out there and uh, <laughs> buy a website and uh, <laughs> put some microphones out there Here and let's just be ultimate, ultimately accountable <laughs> yeah. and just walk whoever comes across this uh, program, walk them through this po- this process Excellent. and uh, they can share in my successes and I'm sure failures that will come. Hurdles. Um, hurdles. There you go. Uh, so that might seem silly, uh, but I think just, throwing it out there i think that i'll actually probably motivate me a bit because i know that i'm going to be accountable not only to you um but uh this whole process (laughs) yeah um another action willing to take just find time every day to do something right Mm -hmm. uh mention those shifts we have it's very hard to find time on a 12-hour workday right with a little commute um to find time to do something but i know that there are ways that i can integrate um you know, either a rolling, you know, rolling out on a foam roller or right. a quick, you know, down and dirty kettlebell workout or something Excellent. like that just to get a little movement, yep. get a little blood flowing yep. and stay present. Because I do notice that on my days off, I'm, I'm a bitching athlete and, I, and I'm at the gym every day for those two or three days that I'm off. Right. Assuming I'm not even working overtime. And then as I get into my work week, my first day at work. I'm chomping at the bit, man. I wish I was. I wish I was doing something physical. But okay. and, and I eat pretty well. Second day, again, now some bad sleep because I stayed up to, to have a life with my wife and right. have some conversation or watch TV, and I'm getting six hours of sleep right. on night one. Night day two, I'm a little less. I'm a little more. I'm a further away from that mindset than I was on day one of yep. work. Right. I go into day three. Now I'm tired because I've had three nights of, you know, five to six hours of sleep. Right. And uh, I'm tired and I'm tired. I crave fat and my diet's my diet dives. Right. And then I go into day four and it's like I never, never went to the gym or or never had that uh, exercise recently again. Right. Right. So um, I have I noticed how that has a direct just the work schedule has a direct effect on that and the closer the further out i get from my last time at the gym right the worse i behave ah gotcha so um, yeah so part of this is to figure out how i can do things at home and in my off time or when i have 10 minutes or whatever between getting home and making dinner and putting the kids to bed and then before plopping down on the couch what can i do just to work on something right every day excellent and I'll do that, you know? <laughs> yep. We're going to change that from find time every day to do something to make time to do something every day. There we go. That's the only difference. And you're right. It's, it's a, I know it's a choice issue. Yeah. It's, it's finding that inner strength to not plop down on the couch. And it's also scheduling. Yeah. Where if, if your wife said, Hey, we have to go to the doctor at nine o'clock tomorrow night after you get off shift, because I may have a serious health issue. You're going. Yeah. But if she said, Hey, there's just nothing to do tonight what are the chances you're going to end up at the doctor <laughs> right. or working out? Right. Cool. Um, and the last one was, uh, just to follow your program as instructed in your Excellent. guidance and, and be your, uh, be your Guinea pig. Excellent. <laughs> I enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's hit up a couple 
the, the next set of questions was, please list three actions that you are no longer willing to engage in to achieve your goals. I like this question, and it was um, uncomfortable. Good, yeah. <laughs> because you do Why have to Why was it think, uncomfortable? Because um, you really you have to reflect on on what you're doing, I guess, or what, where your current mindset is. And, and you know, I, I do... I do go to a gym. I mean, I am a member of a gym and I do go, right? Yeah, and I'm, and uh, yeah, a great one, right? <laughs> um, uh, so I, I do things, right? And I, I prep a lot of meals during the week right. and I do pretty good on that. Okay. And we eat mostly at home um, and I cook a lot of the meals myself and I'm always mindful of um, what I'm cooking. And I think, you know, air quotes, I think I focus on healthy meals or good food and tend to stray away from the you know heavy cheesy enchiladas or stuff like that. And most of our meals are quasi paleo at least if not strict paleo. Okay. <clears throat> so I feel like there's a lot of things I'm already doing right. Excellent. But then when I, uh, you know, see myself on TV, right. you go, well, what am I missing? Okay. Um, or what am I more? Not, not necessarily what I'm missing. What am I doing? Right. Um, and so you really do have to evaluate, how I'm spending my time, right? right? Um, so things I'm willing to do, of course, and that's has come up is that uh, you know it's time to stop making excuses. It's time to stop procrastinating. Um, I have to confront myself on that on this, and that's what this whole process is like. And talking about pissing my pants is you know confronting myself yeah. on um, getting getting healthy, right? right? Um, I really like the Tony Robbins line of "When will now be a good time?" Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so another thing I put on here is, uh, you know, that that old ha- uh, holdover habit I got from grow- uh, going to school in Fort Collins was right. was beer right. or, you know, just drinking in general. And this is a common thing for cops. Yep. Um, and anybody. Yep. Uh, I mean, it's a common thing for everybody. But I, it's but, but cops, I think we 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 focus on the imbibing and the enjoying of the imbibing probably as, as good as anybody. Right. Um, and. For me, again, kind of wondering what was I doing wrong. It's I'm not going, you know. I I think I realized recently that it's how I downregulate, right. right? How I kind of kick in, how I um, artificially kick on my parasympathetic nervous system to to chill out. Yep. And obviously, it's not the most health, healthy way to do it. It's the tastiest way to do it. Absolutely. <laughs> but um, you know, and, and uh, I, I wasn't coming home and you know drinking a 12 pack mm-hmm. and uh getting sloppy and, and, and none of that i mean it, we're talking like a, a beer to three a beer to three a night mm-hmm. but they add up of mm-hmm. course um and i don't drink that cruddy you know silver bullet stuff mm-hmm. i drink a beer yeah. You know? yeah, yeah i'm yeah. a classy guy so <laughs> i drink a beer but it's heavy and yeah. of course you know those things add up yep so i need to find ways as part of this process to kick in my ability to downregulate right. in a different way. And, right. it, and here's a good example. And I think people can relate to this as a, um, as just a kind of a common occurrence, right? So I go to work and I have a 12 hour day of up and down and up and down, or it's all up or it's all down or who knows. But, um, one thing I realized recently was that, uh, you know, I wear an earpiece like most of us do. And even if it's not busy for me, someone's talking in my ear mm-hmm. all day long. Mm-hmm. And I can't turn it off and I can't right. take it out. So that radio's on for 12 hours a day. 
And invariably, even if they're not asking me or my partners or my specific um, beat or my jurisdiction for something, there's usually something quasi-stressful going on in our area that I'm listening to, right? right? And so I am naturally kind of tensing my shoulders and getting a little uh, tense. And and as a supervisor, I have to think kind of um, strategically about some of these things, like if it's in a neighboring um, jurisdiction or a neighbor, one of our neighboring beats, how does how do my resources get affected, or do I need to send something, or am I calling for something, or am I taking over something? Right. So, so that's not even covering the times when it's on me, right? Right. And, right. and I got the helicopter above, and I got a dog going, and I got right. guys with guns drawn running through a, a school or something oh, like that. Jesus. Those, of course, you can expect to be you're pretty jacked up. Yeah. But just the general coming to work and having someone chirp in my ear for twelve hours a day, right? Um definitely still keeps you kind of amped. Yeah. So shift ends, change out, get in the car. And, um, usually I'm listening to music or a podcast or something like that. Sometimes I'll just turn everything off and try and, uh, down regulate a little bit, mellow out. Um, and I don't have a very long commute, so it's, I'm never, I'm never, uh, in the car for very long. Some guys have a, an hour trip and they actually like that because by mm-hmm. the time they get home, they've shaken it off. And, right. not. and I always thought I was the guy who left it at work and it never bothered me and I didn't have to worry about these things. But I've discovered that as my kids got active, I would be in the car, I'd be mellow. I'd, you know, I feel like I'd shaken it off and I'd take a little bit of quiet, a little bit of me time to listen to what I wanted to or to uh, just kind of sit in silence and zone out on the drive. And I come in the door and I have my second job to go do, right? right? And I know every mother can relate to this too and every other father that, you know, you come in the door and um, you've got two kids who are uh, they're either ignoring you right, <laughs> or they want all of your attention or they're at each other's throats, right? right. And they're ready to kill each other. Right. Um, one of those three options is always going on. <laughs> <laughs> on top of... Um, Trying to get in the door and trying to help with dinner or cook right. dinner or be the one, you know, be the one who cooks dinner. Right. And that's a constant, you know, from the time you hit the front door till they're in bed, you know, maybe two and a half, three hours, you're back, you know, I'm back jacked up again kind right, of thing. Right, and right. even, um, you know, it starts to slow down with reading books and all that. But the the rush of getting dinner and getting, getting the teeth brushed and getting the bath right, done right. And, and all those things. And, you know, my wife works, so sometimes she's working and it's all on me or she's got obligations with the schools and it's on me. And uh, and I'm not saying woe is me because it's the flip side is the same for her. Right. right? I'm right. just noticing that I go right back up. Right. And the easiest and tastiest way is to, you know, have a beer and just right. relax, right, right, right. you know, and, and take it down. Now, I know just as a as a logical human being, I know there are other ways to do it. I could yes. go you know, into the, into the, into the garage and do a hundred pushups or something like that. But part of it's habit. Right. Part of it is the feeling that you're rewarding yourself. I deserve this. Mm -hmm. I don't deserve a hundred pushups. A hundred pushups is is punishment, Punishment, right? right. I deserve this. It was punishment. I deserve the next one. You know, (laughs) (laughs) it was punishment in the academy a lot. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, I, I, have to confront that right and find other ways to downregulate, other ways to feel like I've rewarded myself right and I know that um there's a there's a great book I recommended it to you a while ago called the power of habit mm-hmm. um and I'll 
put a link in the show notes and on our website to this book for anyone who's interested. It's a fascinating look at um, how we create habits, how we f- how we form them, how we act on them, and how we change them. Mm-hmm. And um, after reading that book, I went through this kind of thought process with these things. And, you know, I, my habit was I deserve this. It's a reward. I get to relax, Mm -hmm. but that's never the result, right? That's never the end, the end result of it. It's like, Oh, I don't, you know, I sleep poor. I feel guilty. I know I, you know, need to do different things with my time. Right. So that's, that's another thing, you know, it's just kind of like, all right, I got to next to beer. (laughs) Yeah. 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 We'll talk about it. Um, and then, uh, you know, kind of, I say allowing myself to cave to peer pressure, convenience of food choices. But, um, you know, when I, when I did the strict paleo program, I was successful in not caving. Um, and I was able to stick with my program, even though I went out and was social. Right. Um, I've been very, uh, quick to justify bad food choices or, you know, bad lifestyle choices with the oh it's a special event mm-hmm. you know oh it's i don't see this person very often so i'm gonna celebrate this this whole event well yeah you know <laughs> um those are fine if uh if you have them every so often or once a year or a couple times a year you right. have this idea or this justification oh this is a rare event i'm really going to celebrate it right. but especially as you get older if you have those if you if you're telling yourself a couple times a week, oh, this is a special event, I'm really going to celebrate. <laughs> you're just bullshitting yourself, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I mean by that. Is is I got to uh, maybe it's not so much caving to peer pressure as caving yeah. to my internal peer pressure. Absolutely, that, the angel and the devil on my on my shoulders. Yeah, and, and all three are, are go back to your sense of self and how do you view yourself and at what level do you hold yourself? Um, procrastination. I don't believe you're lazy in, in any capacity. You're a law enforcement officer. You're a, a father of two. You're a husband, and you're putting together something to help people on your own. So procrastination is immediate gratification versus long-term view, and it may be just that you've lost a little bit of the vision of the long-term view mm-hmm. because if you have the vision of long-term view, immediate gratifica- gratification stops being gratification. Like, wait a minute. This is not getting me to where I want to go. Therefore, it's not gratifying. But on some level now it is mm-hmm. um, alcohol. Let's just let's just talk about it. You know, I, I think it's a it's a multi-level or a, a, a two-sided sword. You know, it's very common and very socially acceptable and very acceptable. And I have no problem with anybody drinking. Uh, I've personally recently stopped myself, and it was just for the reasons that you listed that I was probably drinking about eh, twelve to eighteen beers a week. And on some level felt completely out of alignment because of it, because of what I do and the people that I work with. Yet it's very much part of CrossFit's social structure and my social structure. I'm a guy. We like to go out and have beers, like to watch football. But when I decided to stop, it was simply because I looked in the mirror and said, is this getting to me to my highest calling? Is this incongruency with or is this congruent with who I want to be long term? I want to affect a lot of people. Is this going to help me get there? Or is this is one more way that I'm letting myself get out a couple times a week and just slip back? And then what are the what are the downstream consequences of that? Yeah. So if I have three beers, four beers on a Friday night, how good is that Saturday morning workout? If I sit on Sunday and, and watch the, the Giants get their asses handed them on TV and, and drink four beers, how good am I on Monday? And what are the what's the long term effect of doing that for a year 
or two years or three years or five years? And then what's the flip side of that? What's the long-term effect of going, wow, it's been two and a half, three months, six months, a year since I drank. I listened to a great podcast the other day. Um, I think it was the Alpha Male. Uh, I'll, I'll look it up and get you the, the, actual, okay. the actual one. And it was a rugby player. And he talked about, he's Australian. And he's like, yeah, I just tried to go 30 days without drinking. And my friends were like, you're insane. You're One, you're Australian. Two, you play <laughs> rugby. Like, this is, this is not a good trend that you're on. He said at the end of 30 days, he thought, wow, I feel amazing. I just feel in my, my life is better. And so I'll try to go 60 days. So he went 60 days and felt even better. And then realized that the conversations he was having with people, the, the depth with which he was interacting with people because it wasn't in a bar, mm-hmm. the quality of women he was meeting, uh, all was raising. He was better at his job. He was just every aspect of his life seemed to go up a little bit. So he made it for a full year and said he went to a bar on the, on the year mark and cracked a beer and put it to his lips and then said, you know what? I feel so good. I'm just not going to do this. And he put it down. And, uh, and, and I think it had been five or six years since he'd had a drink. And Mm. he said, you know, I'm not an alcoholic. I don't need to go to a program. I'm not choosing to not do this because I can't. I'm choosing to not do it because the positive effects of not doing it are so much greater and are so much more visual in my life and so much more apparent than the effects I was getting otherwise. And that was the personal choice that I made a couple months ago to say, you know, let's just stop this for a while. It's something I can pick up anytime if I want to. Yeah. But right now I feel so much better and have so much momentum built up. And that leads to a lot of the stuff you're saying. If it's, wait a minute, if I know that I'm disciplined enough to not drink when everybody else is, because I believe that strongly in the, in the message I want to get out to the world and, and the person that I want to portray and the man that I want to be, then what other challenging thoughts or thoughts and actions that I thought would be challenging simply aren't because I've made this really hard decision. You know, I think that discipline is an, an interesting idea and it does have cumulative effects that if, if you discipline yourself to not do something, like you said with paleo, mm-hmm. if you discipline yourself to eat healthier than everybody else is, it's not a look down upon. It's not a, oh my God, I can't believe you had gluten. Right. And, oh my God, I can't believe you're drinking. But it's my holding myself to the standard that I've accepted and that I've said, this is what I'm going to do from now on. And I don't give a fuck what anybody else yeah. around me is doing because they're not me. Right. They're not living in my body. They don't want to get the same effect that I do. So... We will uh, we'll go through it in, in your program, but you're going to be spending a little bit of time off the booze, <laughs> period. And I think you will find When that, do we start? I better get yeah. in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, you will find that, one, health-wise, it's not, yeah. it's not good for you. It's, and I don't care how many studies people pull up about uh, a beer a day is great for you, a glass of wine is great for, is great for you. Fine. Fabulous. But it's not as good for you as not doing it. Right. And that's where I think the incongruity comes in and people get confused. And, and I, I firmly believe that too. I mean, I, again, going back to that paleo period of six weeks or whatever, I didn't drink during that and, you know, felt the clarity that comes with that. You know, you, you have people who come out of, uh, <laughs> come out of rehab and they yeah. talk about, oh my God, uh, I, had, I had a girl, <laughs> I was, I stopped a girl the other day who was, who was a chronic for us. She's just a problem. Um, and she was sober and she, she just came out of rehab and, um, she, I mean, every other contact we have with her, she, she's probably going to jail and she's probably got meth on her. And, uh, but this time she was sober. She huh. the first time I've, I think probably the first time I've interacted with her sober. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting off track here, but, uh, what was funny about this whole interaction, um, was, uh, she's talking about how clear headed she is and how, how, uh, her perspective has changed and all this. And, and she says, 
How did she say she? We, uh, she was so surprised she wasn't going to jail because that's just kind of <laughs> she sees us and thinks, oh, here we go. Yeah, time to go to jail. Um, so when we walk away, like I turn around and start walking away and she goes, oh, my God, this is great. I should have tried sobriety years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's an interesting it's an interesting thing to play with. Yeah. And not just the not drinking, but the discipline. Yeah. I think the sen- sense of self of saying I could do this, but I'm choosing not. Yeah. to. That's very different than. If you're having to go to five AA meetings a day, and you you know that is your life, or it's court mandated, mm-hmm. but to make the choice, yeah, to say society's allowed to go to the right, they're allowed to do this that's over yeah. here, but look at society, yeah, is that do you want to be in the mean of that, or do you want to rise above it, and and everything that you're doing even with this podcast is above it, and so making those choices to hold yourself to a higher standard, I think you're going to get a much better result in addition to just the bad decisions mm-hmm. that come from three beers as far as food goes right or four beers nachos sound yeah. really good after yeah. that third one right and just internally hormone wise yep. gut wise it leads to leaky oh, gut yeah. it's it's just it's not for people that that you know we gave a, a seminar their night on nutrition and, and had a guy say well why can't i drink this was for the, the evolution challenge i was like you're in the weight loss category so you're specifically joining this challenge to lose weight and you're asking me why you can't drink. Mm-hmm. Give me one good reason why you as someone who is trying to lose weight should drink alcohol. And he just sat right down. <laughs> like there, is, there aren't any. Right. We tell ourselves we are because they're great commercials and they t- stuff tastes great. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that, God, if it would just taste like gin, it would be no problem. You know, but <laughs> beer is amazing. Um, anyway, we're getting off track. Yes. All right, on a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being vacation and 10 being extreme, how are you? How are your daily stress levels? And I, I guess we quantify this, too, as you, your law enforcement is such a unique position where you guys may be bored out of your minds all day or mm-hmm. just jacked to the roof all day, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you never know. You know, I don't know that Wednesday is going to be the day that <laughs> yeah. I, I get into a fight. <laughs> For your life. Uh, yeah. yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> check my calendar and find out that I... Yeah, so it'd be nice if they were kind enough to do that for <laughs> yeah. us, but um, no, and uh, yeah, we don't know. Um, and honestly, I mean, I've, I have, I've got almost ten years now, right? Okay. So there's very little. I like to think there's very little about the work itself that stresses me out. Okay. Um, have I have most certainly had stressful incidents, of course, and have come home shaken. Oh, wow. Or um, needing needing to kind of think those things through in my head. But right. in general, absent one of my guys really getting hurt yeah. or me getting really hurt, um, I don't think I carry that. Okay. Right. I think I, I think if one of my strengths is that I can I can manage those things pretty well. And my wife always comments that she I, I don't tell her what I do really because. She doesn't quite have the stomach for it. And I don't, I still 10 years later don't know where the line is between what I should tell her, what I can't tell her, what right. she wants to hear, what she doesn't want to hear. Cause invariably I start telling the story and all of a sudden the blood and guts are all over the highway. And she's <laughs> like, Whoa, Hey, <laughs> you crossed the line. Yeah. Right. So I, I typically just don't tell her. And, uh, of course relationship wise, everyone says, Oh, don't do that. You need to, you need to share. Well, right. I, I share in other ways or I share with nonspecific things and I don't, you know, she knows if uh, if I come in the door and I go straight in the shower, it's been uh, it's been a rough day. Okay. Um, related to you know some call where I cut, I probably have to wash some sense off of me. You know? yeah. I, mean, I mean specifically like 
dead body or decomp or something like that. And I right. just need to get that off of me. And so that's right, one of her right. cues. She knows, okay, it's been kind of a rough day. Okay. But, um, I would, there, no, I said, you know, you said one to 10, 10 being extreme. And I said it's somewhere like a six or seven. Okay. And I think it probably goes more towards the logistics of the job. Those okay. 12 hour shifts, right. that commute, getting up at 4am every day Oof. that I work. Right. And then going to bed at 10, 10 30. Um, the, um, lack of of healthy choices that if i don't make the choice myself meaning if i don't pack my food and i don't plan my my week i don't have a whole lot of options given where i work right um come 2 a.m that aren't uh that doesn't involve a 7-eleven or a taco bell right right so those things and just you know raising kids yeah i love my kids but of course but it's stressful yeah and I don't mean that they're stressful necessarily, but you're stressed about doing the right, right thing, of course, right? Of course. You're stressed about doing the right thing and, and are they doing well in school and are you doing what you need to be doing as a parent? And right. are you, I, my wife and I talked the other day and I said, I feel like I fail a thousand times a day as a parent. Yeah. You know? And, and luckily with parenting, it only takes one success to feel like, you, okay, today was a, today we ended up in the, in the black, right? <laughs> But you still feel like you fail a thousand times a day. And I think that's a common thing for parents yeah, to just, imagine. you know, you know, but none of us have it figured out. Right. We're all chunking our way through it. Right. Um, we just fake it till we make it kind of thing. And, and they turn 18 and they're out the door. But until then, it's, that's kind of a stressful thing. Of right. Course. I mean, if you're an engaged parent and most of us are. Right. Um, and then just the kind of the standard stuff that everyone deals with, you know, uh, finances and right. paying the bills and the bills that keep coming. You know, they don't stop. That's the annoying thing about bills. They just yeah. don't stop coming. <laughs> Bastards. Right. <laughs> and fortunate not to be in any significant debt or anything like that. But it's still just one of those things that always hangs over your head. You know, right. um, I know you have wealthy clients and uh, we inter- I interact with plenty of people who have money who ne- it's never going to be a concern for them. You know, right. it's never going to cross their the threshold of their cognizant or their conscious mind. How do we pay for this? Right. You know, so I'm not, but I'm not one of those people. Right. I'm, I'm aware of those things. Right. So again, I don't think I'm particularly special or particularly more stressed out than anyone else. It's just kind of all those things have been cumulative to that. Yeah. I'm kind of, I'm kind of stressed out. You yeah. Know? Um, it's funny too, as we talk about this, um, last couple of days or weeks, I'm carrying it all in my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be a new thing, mm. how it's all right mm-hmm. up there against my neck. And uh, something else we'll talk about it in the future of working some of those things out and how you, how we carry those things. And yeah. I know that you, with your, your um, knowledge of acupuncture, you yeah. know how those things get, uh, that energy gets pent up. And Especially where it gets pent in those up. points, you know, the top of your trap is a, a big, it's a, called your gallbladder 21 point. And the gallbladder is all about, gallbladder and liver are all about, those meridians are about stress and decision making. Mm-hmm. And it's odd that people are like, oh, meridians are a bunch of bullshit. The Chinese medical version of organs is bullshit. Like, well, okay, are you stressed right here? The top of your shoulders? Yes. Is everybody? Yes. All right, well, maybe it's not bullshit. <laughs> right. Maybe we just call it something different than you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I can vouch that. Uh, there's a whole lot of energy pent up yeah. in my upper neck <laughs> yeah. right now, right? Whatever you want to call it, when someone rubs it, <laughs> yeah. it feels good. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. All right. Uh, just some logistic questions, but the last one I said, please relay anything else that I made to may need to know and best supporting you to reach your goals. And right now it seems like consistency is going to be more important than intensity and, and, uh, and consistency and performance. Mm-hmm. And that's something that for people listening to that a lot of people, you know, we, one of the, the challenges we have as gym owners is so many people say, well, let me get in shape and then I'm going to join your gym. 
Like, holy shit, <laughs> talk about ass backwards. Right. It's not about performance. It's not about PRs. It's not about crushing it. It's literally about showing up day in and day out, no matter where you are, no matter what you're bringing to the table. It's just that consistent movement and consistently telling your mind, hey, this is part of me being a human being. Mm-hmm. I show up. I move my body. Hey, I eat well. Hey, I take care of myself. Hey, I'm mindful. That four that quadfecta of move, eat, be well. Those are my four pillars of health and wellness and, and performance isn't one of them. Mm-hmm. It's movement. It's not CrossFit necessarily. It's not a 500-pound deadlift. It's movement. It's eat. It's are you eating real food? Does it have to be paleo? No. Does it have to be real? Yes. Does it have to be on a continuum that you as a person know, okay, there's 7-Eleven on one end and there's organic grass-fed blessed by baby Jesus <laughs> on the other end. And somewhere in the middle is where most of us have to live. Right. And, and there's, especially as a law enforcement officer, you're not going to be able to, there's going to be nights when you have to go to 7-Eleven and go, what is the healthiest thing I can get out of here? Either It's either this or I can't eat. Right. And there's nights when you're going to have really good prepared food. And then on the B I, I have so many people say, like, well, I tried to meditate for an hour, and then at 45 minutes I gave up, or at 10 minutes, even 10 minutes I gave up. I said, well, why didn't you just try to meditate for 10 minutes? I said, well, I gave up, you know, they gave up and then they quit meditation. It wasn't for me. Hmm. Well, 10 minutes a day, once a week, is better than zero minutes a day, five times a week. Right. So it's, it's not about the, the, like, let's drop the expectation first to what's manageable and what's realistic, and then bump that up. And the last was self-care. Like you said, rolling out or getting someone to rub your, your shoulders, getting a massage once a week. Taking care of yourself has a lot of intrinsic factors as well as extrinsic factors where you are now saying, part of you is saying to yourself, you're saying, Garrett, I'm taking care of you. I've, I ask you to do shit day in and day out. That is brutal. I ask you to sit in a car. I ask you to wear this damn uniform. I ask you to cinch this belt. I ask you to run out of, after 20-year-old parolees, and I don't give you anything back. And I don't want to get all metaphysical and and sort of weird and and fluffy on us, but taking care of yourself is important. Just like you take care of your kids and they look up and go, oh, dad's here to take care of me. This is cool. You taking care of yourself has the same impact on some level that, especially as men, we just don't do. Mm -hmm. Like, wow, taking care of ourselves, that's not really for me. That's sort of, eh, that's for the other people. Right. Or women. You know, it's it's got a more feminine quality to it, but it's extraordinarily important. So. let's drop performance right out of the, the gate on this um, and, and, and lose that expectation. I do not care as your coach, how well you are performing in the next two months. I care how consistently you're performing. And are you even just showing up and going, man, all I could do today was five minutes and that's all I had in the tank. And then I had to go home. I'll take that over three days a month of, I had the best workout of my life. Mm-hmm. I ran a sub four minute mile. I deadlifted 600, you know, I'm a, I'm a rock star. Consistency is is the start because it builds momentum. Momentum is such an amazing factor, such an amazing gift to have. You're actually going to take that and write it on a post-it and put it somewhere in your house, preferably in the mirror so you wake up and see it every day. Momentum, momentum, momentum. It will carry you on the days you're like, man, I can't do it. That's why alcoholics celebrate their sobriety dates. Mm -hmm. It's 60 days. It's 90 days. It's 200 days. That's a lot harder to walk away from than I did it yesterday. Right. So momentum is a huge factor in this. Um, so let's go through if we have time. Yeah. Just some of the so the program I laid out for you. We don't have to go through the actual um, the workouts. But the, the first. So I have a couple assignments for you. OK. And 
my goal with you, especially in the beginning, is for you to crystallize, and, and we'll have you do this work and then maybe come back and talk about it later, is your why. Mm-hmm. And you talked about very clearly the uh, relationship to your, your wife, relationship to your kids, and relationship to yourself. But I want it even clearer. Why is this important to you? And then I'm going to ask you the most pain. Eric, my, so my partner, he's a pain in the ass because he loves to ask. It's like having a five-year-old. Why? <laughs> well, it's important to me because it makes me feel good. Why does it make you feel good? Well, blah, 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 blah. blah. Why does it do that? And <laughs> you then, must know my kids. <laughs> yeah, he's literally. I think he learned this from, from a five-year-old. Uh, but at the bottom of that is truth. And that's where we want to build on. So your first assignment is to, to take these three father, husband, you know, the uh, relationships, work, and attitude and ask yourself one more time, why is that important for each of them? Why is it important that you're a good father? Why is it important that you're a good husband? Why is it important that you're the guys that work under you look up to you? I get why it's important that a parolee is looking you up and down, right. why it's important for him to go, I'm not messing with this guy. Um, and lastly, I think the most important, why is it important for you? You as the person, because if all of this suddenly dropped away, God forbid that you lost your job and you decided no longer to be a father and a husband, you still have to take care of yourself. So why is it important to you as a man that all of this, this, um, this gets done mm-hmm. and we'll clear We'll call that just your mission or your purpose and what it is. And, and if we can get it in one or two sentences, and this is the stuff that people skip. This is the stuff where I write when I initially do these interviews, even over email, I put in huge letters. Do not skip this part. <laughs> do not skip this part. It's not as sexy as, uh, right. when, when do I get in and start deadlifting? Yeah. But it is the key. And the people that don't do it or I'm chasing them down two or three weeks later, they're the people I say, you know what, we're just not going to work together because it's not about the programming that I give you yeah. if, if the why isn't clear. So that's part one. Okay. Part two, and this is going to be hard for you, maybe, is you're going to write a letter to your kids explaining to them why you're doing all of this, why you're undergoing such a radical change because this isn't a, a six-week process. This isn't a 12-week process. This is a five-year process. Mm-hmm. This is an ongoing life process because you've said you've, we can go back to when you were 180 pounds, but something happened over the course of that time to, to change that, and we want to get back to that. They don't have to see that. Probably better if they don't, but you're going to write it as if they were going to read it. This is why dad is undergoing this huge transformation. Okay. Right? And I think that's extraordinarily powerful. And that's, all, that's your only assignment for this week other than writing down everything that you eat and not drinking for the next 30 days. Deal? Deal. So 30 days, you know, I hope that's going to extend. And it's not that I have anything against alcohol or want you to jump on the same bandwagon that I'm on. Uh, I just think that anyone who's undergoing transformation, if you'll throw everything you have into it, it's so much more powerful than giving yourself a 1% out. Like, well, I'm going to do everything I can, but I'm still going to drink. I'm going to do everything I can, but I'm just going to... We're going to have planned days as, it, as you get over 30. Mm-hmm. To, all right, you're going to have three beers this week or a beer this week or mm-hmm. et cetera. Um, I think it's really healthy. We can't just say, okay, here's the deal. No fun, no food, yeah. no sex, no beer, <laughs> no happiness, and you're going you're gonna to feel amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we gotta, <laughs> you're going to be miserable. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> You're not a monk and, and you know, God bless them. No. They live in yeah. caves mm-hmm. um, and we don't. So write down everything that you eat this week okay. and don't change anything. So don't go vegan on me like, Oh wow. It's salad <laughs> nine times a day. And if you're going to, you're not going to be drinking, but anything else, even the shitty food, just eat how you normally would eat. Let's get, let's get a really accurate snapshot of that. Okay. Uh, workouts. I'm going to get you. And if you want to post those, maybe it's better than just describing them yeah. over the air. 
Um, so those are your assignments. Letter to your kids, solidified why into a mission statement or just another real big description and, uh, and a, a diet journal. Okay. Yeah. I'm going I'm to post those, uh, on our Instagram, which is at the squad room. Okay. Um, and, uh, also on our Twitter, which is at the squad room. Um, and then on the website, which is www.thesquadroom.net. So, uh, in the process, in the, or <clears throat> in the, uh, concept and the idea of, uh, hundred percent transparency. We'll put it all out there Excellent. and we'll see, you know, we'll see what everyone thinks and love to hear everyone's comments and, um, support or uh, questions or concerns. All those let's, let's hear Excellent. it all. No trolling please. Yeah. But, but let's hear some, some this positive stuff important, out there. You know, and we talked about beforehand that I don't think there's a group of people that has greater effect on the population than law enforcement. Right. You know, if you wake up and you feel like shit and then you have to go deal with someone that either needs your help or is completely adversarial to you, how you interact with them is going to affect the 10 people they have to interact with throughout the day. Absolutely. So you guys are, are vitally important, not only for your, this work for your own safety and our safety, but just the perception of, one, the perception of law enforcement as the, and the perception of society at large, I think, is greatly affected. So please don't don't troll us and troll God and take this seriously. <laughs> and we're going to start you meditating next week. Okay. So this week is still going to be a clear... Um, I want you actually just to sit with your discomfort at night. So when you come home and you go, wow, I really want to have a beer. Mm-hmm. Right now, you just got to feel that. Wow, what is that bringing up? What am I trying to stuff down? What am I trying to numb? And, and getting an accurate snapshot of that is where am I in pain? Mm-hmm. And then we can start to look at, okay, not just is meditation going to be one other numbing effect. You know, we can have you come through a positive podcast on, but it's not getting to the root of it. Mm-hmm. So jot down maybe some notes of, God, I was stressed about tomorrow's work or I was stressed about where my daughter's going to college or, or whatnot or, or, or my relationship or how I look. So just be very cognizant of who you are now in your own skin with very little distraction, which is scary <laughs> and crappy, <laughs> but vitally important. Yes. You know, it's, it's, it's getting that, that where are we? What's that baseline? What is that A point? Great. Well, let's do it. All right, man. Trevor, thank you so much for being willing to take this on. Not this at all. is a, a unique experience for both of us. So yeah, I think we'll, we'll learn a lot and it'll be a lot of fun. Um, for people that want to learn more about you and about, about Gravitas, mm-hmm. uh, where can they go? They can go to CrossFitPacificCoast.com or GravitasLife.com. G R A V I T A S L I F E.com. And you're on Twitter? Uh, I am on uh, Gravitas Life is on Twitter, and I am on tr- Twitter at, at Traver Bohm. And how do you spell Bohm? Just for everyone who, and Traver, so frankly. T R A V E R B O E H M. Cool. All right. Thanks for doing this, man. Not at all. It'll Thank be good. You. Thank you. All right. So thank you for listening to episode two. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at the squad room and Instagram at the squad room, our email address, squadroompodcast at gmail.com and our website, of course, the squadroom.net for show notes and additional information, some blog posts on related topics, uh, and some resources out there for you. That website is always a work in progress and it keeps, uh, we keep adding stuff to it. So please keep checking it, uh, every so often sign up for our mailing list so you can get alerted to uh, new shows and new posts stuff that might be able to help you live an optimal lifestyle. All right, everyone be safe. Take care out there.